Three, two, one. What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from here. Spirit of by NolGameMate.com. We're here for our instant reaction to Florida State's win on Saturday night against North Alabama. 58-13. to 13. Wasn't a pretty start whatsoever for the Seminoles. And with that included, uh, even more brutal uh, of a game for Florida State fans as they watched their QB1 their their senior the guy that uh you know helped build this program to what it is back to how it's supposed to be in Tallahassee uh, Jordan Travis going down with an apparent uh, really gruesome leg injury uh, with Austin and I actually watching it not being there at the stadium we got a kind of clear ahead view of what Jordan Travis was uh, dealing with and I think it took a little while for some of the fans there in the stands to find out. And those in the press box as well until they saw the broadcast. But um, absolutely heartbreaking injury for uh, the biggest leader on this team. You know, a super fan favorite. Uh, and a person does a ton of stuff off the field as well. Just someone that really shows off the program in the exact way that you want your QB1 to do. And that was Jordan Travis. And uh, he, he went uh, straight to the hospital in the ambulance after the injury. And, uh, you know, we're waiting on more info from Mike Norvell. We heard from Mike Norvell during the halftime interview and said that uh, it, things, you know, it didn't look good. Um, but, he, you know, he exclaimed that he doesn't have any kind of official update yet. So we'll be listening to the press conference here. We've got it over here on the side. So if we hear anything more, we'll be sure to inform you guys. But with me this evening, Austin Vizi, our lead basketball guy and the game preview guy for the season. Vizi, uh, you know, I was... I, I did not want to even come on here and really do a show. This is the f really tough part about sometimes having these, these kind of jobs when you get so close to these players. And I'll be honest, it was it was a little emotional for me to see Jay Trav dealing and suffering that injury. But uh, Florida State get it done, fifty-eight to thirteen. It's super super bittersweet night for everybody. I mean, f just for what Jordan Travis was for this university, for this program, you know, this program climbing out of the depths of hell three years ago and here we were 10 and 0 looking like it was going to be 11 no heading in tonight with North Alabama on the schedule. It was a senior night. It was supposed to be a great celebration for Jordan Travis. He does what he always does. He escapes the pocket, makes a great play. He goes down. You don't think anything of it. And then the camera is kind of just lingering there. I'm like, what? what's taking so long? Then is you just see his angle at a 90 degree angle or his angle at a 90 degree angle. I'm just like, Oh my God. Um, just a insane, surreal feeling. I feel so, so bad for him. I feel bad for his family. Um, Florida State at least got the win. Credit to the guys for for rallying together, doing what was necessary to get you know a big victory, fifty eight to thirteen. But it sucks, man. I feel so, so bad for Jordan Travis. As someone that's had numerous rough injuries myself, I I feel him and I, I pray for him so much. You know, too, you know, when you go through something like that as a team, your biggest leader, you just kind of, you know, you, you could just tell on the sidelines. And that, I mean, that's that's how this team is built now. This culture has been built. You know, they, they really do love every teammate on the squad. Um, you know, we've seen in years past, too, with some apparent injuries, you know, the team go all going out there to the cart. This team loves one another, but when it's Jordan Travis like this, a guy that really put his team on his back the last couple of years to get where they are now, 
you know, it, it took a while. You know, it was heartbreak for those players. That's 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 got to be one of the most one of my most impressive ways of uh, you know, kind of turning your mentals around and having to compete in a game where you don't want nothing to do for the rest. Of, you you want to you don't even want to go out there. You know, you want to kind of call it a day and, and go check on your boy that's in the hospital that just got put on to a car and to the ambulance. Um, and so just to see them, you know, have to, you know, I knew it was going to take a little while. And that's understandable. There's a lot of mistakes, a lot of drops, a lot of guys just in their head. And that was understandable. But like you said, though, they they, they take care of business at the end. A lot of youngsters making some plays, too, that we saw. Um, but uh, it just goes to show, too, how much of uh, how much uh, Jordan Travis means to this entire program. And Doe Campbell Stadium was in utter shock. You know, it, I couldn't imagine being there. Not even just Doe, really all of college football just so many heartfelt messages from, you know, I've seen it from RG3 to Tim Tebow to everybody, you know, everybody loves Jordan Travis. He's such a great representative of this universe of this university. And um, Florida State's going to find a way he's still going to continue meaning a lot for this team. I'm sure he's going to be doing just as much that he can off the field as he can. Um, Florida State's going to have to find ways to win. Tate Rodemaker shows himself tonight to leave, to leave some optimism going forward and, you know, maybe the defense can be good enough to still get into the playoffs. Yep. It's now on to a new era at quarterback, um, barring any kind of change from what we saw for Jordan Travis in that injury. You know, this looks like it's going to be uh, Tate Rodemaker's uh, team moving forward. And they still, uh, this conversation, you know, we're going to have a, big show on Wednesday. Nonetheless, we were going to Florida state was, is going into a hostile environment with the Gators next weekend. Um, and v, uh, VZ, we were also talking to uh, Mertz is also injured. It seems like he's injured now against Missouri. So this might be two backups facing one another on Saturday night. I don't know if we have an update yet on that, but I know they did have their backup in just a little bit ago. Yeah, some kind of apparent shoulder injury. Um, I just watched the play where it happened. It really doesn't look like it didn't look like anything at first. He got up and signal first down, then I guess left the game. Um, tough situation for both teams, man. I, you know, I don't wish injuries upon anybody. Again, I've I've been there. I've been through two hip surgeries, three broken arms, a broken ankle. I've been there, and it's never any fun. It's just as tough mentally as it is physically, and really, really praying for the best for both of those guys. And it still doesn't change anything. Florida, Florida State Saturday, it's the biggest game of the season for a lot of fans, for a lot of the team. And they're going to have to find a way to get up for this game. Florida State's gotten off to slow starts for most of this season. And now you're going to be playing with a quarterback that plays an entirely different style of play than Jordan Travis. You know, at times we would get on Jordan Travis for, you know, maybe putting too much touch on the ball not getting it there quick enough. Tate Rodemaker has one club in the bag, and it is a driver. Every ball is 100 miles an hour. Even the screen pass that Keziah Holmes scored on was 100 miles an hour. And that, I think that kind of led to some of the drops we saw today is they're just not used to some of these fastballs, and they're going to have to get used to that for this game. Yep, they are, 100%. And like you are saying, this offense is going to change. Hold on real quick. I'm going to try to get the live stream here from Mike Norvell. Hopefully the audio will work. Fingers crossed. Game didn't start off how we wanted. Uh, you know, you know, faced you know, adversity on the field early. You know, uh, you know, 
had a uh, a punt fake that hit us. Um, you know, had they, they did a good job of uh, running basically a variety of different uh, uh, plays and, and formations, and were able to get out to uh, to, a, to an early lead. But uh, you know, offensively didn't didn't really didn't start obviously didn't start how we how we wanted. Um, you know, missed some opportunities. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know when Jordan went down, um, you know that was something that. You know, nobody ever wants to see a player go down, and uh, you know I'm not don't have any updates on it tonight. So just so everybody's everybody's aware, but uh, uh, but I was proud of the way that our guys responded throughout the course of the game, and uh, you know as as you sit there and you watch it, watch a football team come together. Uh, I thought our guys did that at a, at a very high level. Um, you know we. We knew you know, all three phases. We had to continue to to rise up. I thought our defense was great. You know, for the for the basically throughout the rest of the game, uh, you offensively we were able to we were able to get into a little bit of a rhythm. You hit some big plays. Uh, you had a couple big runs. You had a variety of different guys offensively. Uh, you were asked to contribute. We had some you know some other guys that uh, you were we had some bumps and bruises. You know, really in in all phases. You know, some guys that went down. So really had to uh, you know had to and got to play a, a lot of guys that, um, you know, got some significant action. Um, you know, wasn't, wasn't the cleanest game. You know, like I said, we had to, you know, too many drops, you know, too many missed opportunities. I thought Tate did a, did a great job coming in and, um, you know, other than a few mistakes, a few mistakes here and there uh, was really, was really, really good tonight. And what he did where he located the ball, um, you know, he made, made a couple of great decisions uh, just in progressions and read. And, uh, you know, he showed that, you know, all the work he's been putting in was he was ready for his moment when his number was called and um you know as we as we come out of t as we come out of tonight um you know you sit there and you you finish up the regular season undefeated here at Doak Campbell Stadium and that's something that uh, we're so very proud of and uh, you know for uh, the five straight sellouts to end the season I mean our crowd was remarkable um you know just great atmosphere you know it's uh, to, to be able to honor the seniors to be able to honor guy, the guys that have that played their last game uh you know, in, in in our stadium I mean it was um, it was special you know I thought um, your know, defense being able to create some some uh, some takeaways you know Jerry and Jones you know I thought um you know, was was remarkable um, you know had a couple of huge plays with the sack fumble you know, and then you know, obviously the interception there. Uh, you you later in the game. I mean, he's just he's been you know, so good for us this year, and you know, he's continuing to grow, continuing to push. Um, you know, it was a it was definitely a great performance on his on his uh, on his part. He broke the rock for us out there after the game. Uh, but um, you know, I thought it was a a, a great a great showcase of the heart and, and the, uh, the character that our guys have, because, you know, sometimes those games, you know, they, they bring more anxiety. If you find yourself in a situation that's tough, I was just talking to, to the team about this. Um, you know, you, nobody pitchers being down in that game early, but it was, it was a circumstance we found ourselves in. And there's a lot of reasons why a lot of things that, uh, you know, that we can, that we can correct, but in the moment, you know, it's all about what you do with the next play. It's all about what your belief is. It's all about are you, are you going to be willing to block out, you know, you, the the anxiety and the pressure that you feel uh, and, and just go play one. And, you know, we've been through a lot and we've been through a lot of adversity. Uh, we've been through a lot of challenges as a team and as a program. But, you know, I'm, I am I'm very proud of our, our guys for just the uh, um, the way that they they do all things that they do. And uh, we're going to continue to push, going to continue to get better. Uh, we got a huge game this next week, uh, you know, you know, obviously having to go on the road uh, with an opportunity to, uh, to to try to finish the regular season undefeated. And you know, our guys have put us, put us in this position. And so, you know, everything we have is going to go into to our preparation to be in our best come next Saturday. So Mike Norvell talking to uh, the media after the game for uh, Florida State's win 
over North Alabama. I'm going to bring up the stat broadcast here so we can look at some stats, VZ. Um, but overall, outside of Jordan Travis's injury, let's talk about Tate Rodemaker because this is how this team is going to have to go forward, and they're going to have to switch up some things offensively. But overall, what were your thoughts on his game and also getting to some of his wide receivers? It, it took a little bit to get, to, to get settled down, which you completely understand. I mean, he gets thrown into the fire on senior day. He just watched the leader of the team go down with a pretty gruesome injury, and now he's out there playing football. Things have to get going. And the first series was rough. You know, had a punt pretty quickly, but once he got settled down, once he was able to to get on time with his receivers, um, it looked fine. Even some of his incompletions were right on the money. A couple drops, but the ball was right where it needed to be. And I think as the week progresses and the team gets used to to playing with Tate's arm, they'll be fine come next Saturday. And you know, like I said, like I said earlier, a lot of optimism coming from him. A lot of optimism coming from what we saw from Brock Glenn today. Um, I think Florida State should be in a fine position. Just going to be a, a lot more different of an offense moving forward because you don't have Jordan Travis back there who can get you out of any jam coming from any kind of blitz. Not saying that Rodemaker is an athletic, but he's not Jordan Travis. No, there's not a lot of players uh, in the country that have that elusiveness that you can keep a play going like Jordan Travis. That's what makes him so special and an immaculate as a college football player to watch. And so now with Tay Rodemaker, going to have to switch some things up offensively. Alex Atkins, Mike Norvell, that whole entire offensive staff are going to have to sit at the drawing board moving forward. And that's not something to where you have to change your whole entire system with Rodemaker. You know, he's able to run. We see it in practices. We've seen him in games. We saw him on the road at Louisville. He is able to play in this offense. You just got to make things a little bit more easier going for him than maybe what you had with Jordan Travis. And it's going to be a little bit more simpler at times. And Florida State's really going to have to rely too on that running back room, which we saw there's so much talent there. It was nice to see that widespread of talent that Florida State has in that backfield. But it's not really too much of maybe the running back room you're going to start relying on, but they've got to improve there on the interior offensive line. Some of the blocking, <laughs> not getting beat in the trenches of North Alabama, Alabama, yeah, that, that that can't work. But just, yeah, overall blocking, you know, buyers can't get beat on some of these blocks from the outside, allowing sacks. You know, Tate Rodemaker doesn't have that kind of awareness like Jordan Travis because he just hasn't been out there to build that experience like J-Trav has. So some things are going to have to change offensively. You're going to have to look at some units to take – a bigger step moving forward if you want to continue to make this run into a deep postseason run. Yeah, they're definitely going to simplify some things, change some things, because the, the one thing I was frustrated with on Tate's side was he took a long time to get the snap off for most of that third quarter, and you're just like, come on, time's ticking, time's ticking. They took one delay. A couple plays later, Norville had to take a timeout to, to avoid another delay of game. That's got to get fixed, whether that's getting the play calling quicker, whether that's just calling simpler plays. Um that's something they got to get figured out. And then obviously the offensive line has to be better. Um, North Alabama had five tackles for loss, two sacks. It felt like a lot more, you know, it, it's bad when you can't get push on North Alabama, much less some of these other teams that Florida state's played recently. I don't know what's been up with this offensive line. We've been talking about it all year, but they've seen some serious regression despite losing just really just one starter from last year. And then they've rotated some other pieces, but uh, it's, it's not been pretty. It, they've really got to get it figured out for not only next week against Florida, but Louisville and the ACC championship as well. You know, one thing, too, that we've got to mention here, not not just Jordan Travis going down, but a handful of guys also got dinged mm -hmm. up throughout the game. 
significant one here. I was talking about the offensive line because I was about to mention, man, these guys are, these guys have been dinged up. We were hoping to end the preview last week on Wednesday's show that we'd be able to say, all right, so bang, take out Marie Smith. Cause that, you know, that man's been dealing with something, get him yeah. some extra rest. Don't keep him in there for long, but he ends up being taken out of the game. He's on the trainer's shoulders coming out, getting his uh, knee looked at. That's what's been bothering him from what I've been able to tell and, and games. And so, Maurice Smith, now that's your starting center. We, although you've been able to find reliability with, uh, you know, Darius Washington in times when he needs to come in and play at the center position. But then, too, you look on the defensive side. Bernardo Green, injured. You're one of your top cornerbacks, one of your top DBs, injured in this game, on the sideline, in a sling, in street clothes, in that second half. You know, Florida State getting hurt there, and then also – uh, Trey Benson got dinged up there. He seemed to be fine after we got a nasty shot on the sideline to his ribs. And so Florida State, you know, really dealt with a, a variety of things throughout this game. But we're going to keep a very close eye on Maurice Smith and Rado Green and their availability moving forward going into Florida State's matchup on the road against the Gators on Saturday night. And not only them, but Dustin Hill took a pretty big shot late in the game on helmet-to-helmet contact that wasn't called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiking Williams didn't play. He's been in boot for what seems like the last month. We didn't see Kalen Deloche today. He was out for whatever reason. Uh, nothing's been announced there. At least, you know, Norville may have said something in the press conference, but we haven't been able to see that yet. Kevin Knowles didn't play, which, you know, whatever. But it, it's as much as you want Florida State to win, this is the worst case of a scenario as you can have in a win. Starting quarterback goes down, starting center goes down, your best corner goes down, running back gets hurt. I mean, that this is what we've been trying to avoid all, all year. In some of these bigger games, like or in the in the bigger matchups, you expect like the Syracuse's and the Virginia Virginia Techs, you're like, ah, Florida State will take care of business, just get in and get out healthy. That's what you're hoping for in this one, and it just unfortunately didn't happen. And you know it sucks. Injuries will always be a part of this sport, but man, it sucks to see it in this game against North Alabama. You know when Florida State's having their best season in a decade, really, really sucks to see on all fronts. Too. I missed this as well because it was so early in the game, but I was shocked. Kalen Deloach fully dressed out, but didn't play one snap. And I don't think that's necessarily in like the NFL way, a veteran day. Um, you know, that's weird for him to be fully dressed. We saw the entire starting unit for the linebackers out there. So something to monitor. It seemed like he was walking around fine at least, but maybe dealing with an illness, sickness, but he has been an absolute star for Florida State's defense overall, if not the biggest star of the season on that side of the ball. Something that we will watch as well as we go into practice week for Florida State. you looking weird right there with your reaction. What's happening? I was just looking at the comments, looking at this guy contradict himself. Oh. Keep going. Oh. You see it, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just looking at the damn – I mean, look at the rushing stat. Look at the stat. <laughs> look how fat this whole rushing uh, is. I mean, C.J. Campbell, at, 78 look yards. Look at C.J. Then look at the true freshman, Samuel Singleton, second and leading on the night, 52 yards, man. Lawrence to Philly, 30, which I thought Lawrence to Philly had a good game. He ran really physical and found some first downs and made some stuff out of nothing and scored that touchdown as well. Because I Holmes, 24 yards. Trey Benson, 22 Rodney Hill, 19. Um, and then, yeah, Jay Trav using his legs there on that game, on that um, 16 yard. But uh, any outside of that, though, Florida State, 10 rushers, 10 rushers total on the stat line, which is absolutely ridiculous. 
Kaziah looked really good tonight. They're using him in the in the screen mm-hmm. game. He looked good running the ball. I think there's a decent chance that he's your starting running back next season. You know, obviously that's going to be a very good and very heated competition, but he's as talented as anybody in that room. But to see C.J. Campbell have a big night, Sam Singleton got a handful of carries in that fourth quarter, which you love to see. That I will never doubt Norvell ever again on his running back evaluation. Clearly that man knows what he wants in a running back, and <laughs> he always finds the good ones because, I mean, like 10 rushers tonight and all of them provided something solid. Yeah, they did. Then, too, looking at the receiving room, it was, it was spread out everywhere. And this is where you, too, look at Tate Rodemaker and say, yes, Florida State can get down the field with this guy. And I understand, yes, you're facing North Alabama, poor opponent, yada, yada. Yes, that's fine. But if you just look at Tate Rodemaker and some of these throws, you know the accuracy, for the most part, is there. And that's going to take a little while. That's where he's going to have some He's going to have his first team reps this upcoming week, and he's going to build even more chemistry. But I do like that he was able to spread the ball around, too. We saw true freshman Vondravius Jacobs make a phenomenal catch from also Brock Glenn, who was in the game there at the very end. Um, but, you know, Florida State, a wide range of uh, receiving yards here, 273 on the night. Uh, 59 yards is your leader with Jaheim Bell, Florida State transfer tight end from South Carolina. Uh, and then it's a variety outside that with Keon Cohen, Johnny Wilson, uh, Lawrence Toffili utilized really heavily in the past game. I, I kind of think of Lawrence Toffili sort of like how uh, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers are lo- using Rashad White. They like him a lot with his hands, put him out in space and put some moves on. And that's how they're using Lawrence Toffili here in Tallahassee. But uh, outside of that, you know, Florida State spread the ball around there as well. Um Tested Hill also almost making a crazy grab on the sideline with one arm, mm-hmm. almost gets the foot in bounds. But um, and that's the, that's practically the offense as a whole. Yeah, I don't really have any extra thoughts. You know, the, the play call was very vanilla early on, which we expected. You know, Norvell didn't want to tip his hand against Florida for next week, but you know, it, it was a very ugly start. North Alabama is running every trick play they had in the book and you could tell it was catching the defense off guard. And once they got settled down, it was fine. Um, I'd, I'd still like to see them get off to a better start. Renardo green didn't have his best game. Um, that touchdown on him was kind of rough. He was in a great position and just didn't make a play, had a defensive pass interference, almost had an interception, but it was offside. So that being called back. You'd love to see the defense get off to a great start next week. They're going to need to against Trevor Etienne um, and whoever they throw out there at quarterback with Mertz hurt for the people that missed it earlier, but just, just sluggish starts. Like I was saying earlier, we've been seeing them all year and they've, they've got to get over it. They really have to get over it going forward. Cause this, this is when you have to play your best ball. Yep, exactly. Two, I'm looking at the defense, Pat Payne, I thought was all over the he place. His deflections at the line are phenomenal. Uh, if he's not able to make it to the quarterback, he's using his vision and stand at the line to disrupt a lot of passes, and that's working out well for him. But he led the team and tackle seven, going down to Tatum Bethune at five, Renardo Green with four. But uh, Jarian uh, Jones, too, man, he's having a stellar stellar month of uh, football for the Seminoles. I think Jarian Jones has been an absolute stud for Florida State's defensive back room. Uh, he's, easy and that, that's saying a lot about good. a dude that's really you know a guy that took a little while kind of buying in there and you know had some hit or miss and consistencies throughout his early years at florida state but he's really put it on uh, on the defensive side for the seminoles 
He's been good. You know, everyone kind of expected Greedy Vance to hold down that slot position. Jerry and Jones said, you know, I'm still here. I, I can still make plays. Mm-hmm. Force fumble on a sack, an interception. He was definitely the senior that showed up the most this weekend. Uh, we all assume Jordan Travis would have done that if he didn't get hurt. But credit Jerry and Jones, man. No one, no one on the team got blasted more than he did online. If, if we're being honest, his first year was rough oh, yeah. and, and he's turned around. He's become a very, very good defensive back and one that could possibly be drafted come April or May, whatever the draft is this year. It's been impressive. He really has been. Mm-hmm. He has. And I'm super happy, super happy for him. He shows up for some big plays there, but uh, he, he, he was, he was just all over the place this evening, which was uh, great. Um, you know, just kind of looking forward ahead now been on here for a little bit don't usually spend this much time on instant reactions but this one's a little bit of a different animal wasn't expecting this vz to spend have a 25 minute at this so i was thinking maybe that's a 10 minute quick one in and out and we'll talk a little about florida but uh here we are wasn't expecting this uh where looking at the stat sheet too um outside of you know jordan travis you know florida state does what it needs to 58 to 13. They move on now, you know, keep an eye on this Washington game. Don't have the score yet for that. It's 22 20 right now. Washington's winning and they just gave it away to Oregon state. I'm guessing a punt. Okay. So, and that's in the fourth quarter, just under eight minutes left. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if Washington goes on the road, beats number 10, in the country um, and now looking at Florida state still winning and putting up 58 points uh, without Jordan Travis, you know, is there going to be a conversation of now Washington moves up after this week or does even I'm looking even more ahead of that. If Florida state does what it needs to do and beats Florida, um, it still seems like Florida state should hold on to a spot in the college football playoffs, yeah. but We've seen we've seen crazier things. I'll just say that. I mean, again, Michigan and Ohio State have to play next week. Someone has to lose that football game, and I don't think they get in over. If Florida State was to win out, they wouldn't get in over an undefeated Power Five conference championship. I don't care what Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard say about Florida State's resume. An undefeated conference championship is not missing the playoffs. They're just not. Um, there's going there's surely going to be talk about what the committee does looking at Jordan Travis's injury and how the team plays in place of him. Florida state was down what 13 to three or 13 to nothing when he went down and mm-hmm. yeah. they were able to overcome that. So we'll see what ends up happening. I don't know that they'll take that much weight from how the offense look this week as much as they will next week. And who knows what's going to happen in this Washington game. Obviously a lot of time left in that football game. If they move Florida state down to five, Honestly, who cares? It's really just more talking points for, you know, ESPN and Fox and whoever else want to talk about it. Let football play its way out for these last couple weekends, and Florida State wins out. They'll be where they need to be. Yeah, I think it will be something that we'll watch. And you know, Florida State, big big game ahead. You got to go on the road in Gainesville, rival. They would love to disrupt everything, and you know, they have nothing else to lose. Why not? And, you know, it's going to have to be a big time showing for Tate Rodemaker as he steps out on the field into the swamp. And, you know, it depends on if Florida State, like we were talking about earlier in this game, they, a couple of units have got to take a next step and also got to look at the health of a couple of guys like Maurice Smith and Renardo 
green and also see what's availability now. Keep an eye on it with Kalen Deloach, who is a major, major piece on that defense. But, you know, Florida State did did what they needed. They, they, they literally put up 58 points without J-Trav. I understand North Alabama, but I think you can get that good feeling from Rodemaker being able to clean up a few things. You can you can work with them, and I think they're going to trim off a little bit more of some stuff in this offensive game planning scheme wise that can fit him better because they're going to have to because they don't have 13 back there anymore. Um, and this is going to be a big time reliability, and uh, they're going to they're going to put a lot on the shoulders of that running game room uh, with uh, Trey Benson, Lawrence Toa Philly, and the handful of other guys behind there. Uh, Florida State's going to utilize those guys a ton, um, and that's uh, I, I. It's just going to be some late nights for for Mike Norvell um, moving forward. I mean, if they're going to rely on the run, the run game, the offensive line has to be better. I know we already mentioned it, but that on Trey Benson's touchdown, Trey Benson met the defender before the point offensive lineman could. And like, just like, how are we eleven weeks in? They still haven't been able to clean up counter. This is Norvell's bread and butter. They're going to have to stay ahead of the sticks. You know, they can't get into second and tens and third and eights next week. They're going to have to be second and fours, third and ones. They got to make things as easy as possible for Tate Rodemaker. And like I said earlier, hopefully they'll clean up some of this play calling, make the reads easier. The receivers have easier catches. We'll see what happens. And depending on what happens in this Missouri game for Florida, you may be playing a very desperate Florida team who has to win to get in a bowl game. Right now they're down. 30, 30 to 28 with five minutes left and just got the ball back. But mm. who knows? We really don't know what's going to happen yet. Nope. No, we do not. So uh, we did not get to watch the whole press conference with Mike Norvell. We'll do that afterward here. And then if we have any kind of updates, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, Facebook. We're also posting a lot of stuff here on YouTube. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. But make sure also to Staying tuned into nolgameday.com. Tons and tons of coverage going out. We also heard from Jameis Winston, too, uh, early on in that game after Jordan Travis's injury and sent a really powerful message. So that is up on our site right now if you guys want to go check that out. A lot of college football. Former Knowles, Tim Tebow, a lot of big names across the college football world uh, sending some thoughts and prayers, too, as we do as well. Um, just a super – Super emotional night. Like after that happened, you know, I I couldn't imagine for anybody being there in the stadium as well. But you just kind of don't want this game to continue. And for this team to go out there, it took a little while. And expected these are young men that just lost one of their best friends, most likely for, for the season, um, you know, for the see them to bounce back and put up 58 points on the board and, and not allowed points again from the Lions, I think is super impressive and shows what, you know, how, how strong this team is uh, mentally as a whole, as a family. So um, we'll, we'll have some more updates hopefully soon for you guys. Mike Norvell will speak to the media on Monday. So I'll be talking most likely Jordan Travis and maybe hopefully an update there. And then we'll also be talking about Florida. We'll also be live here on Wednesday night of next week at 7 PM as we preview Florida state versus Florida. So, uh, we'll be down there in Gainesville as well on Saturday and we'll have an instant reaction just like we're doing here this evening. So, um, yeah, tough, definitely bitter, bitter, sweet night, but Florida state stays perfect on the season. 11 and 0 stays undefeated at home. 
So congratulations to Florida State. And shout out to the 2013 National Championship team there. That was awesome seeing Lawrence Toffoli score that touchdown, VZ. That was cool. And P.J. Williams is running all over the end zone and seeing Timmy Jernigan run over there. And uh, it just and Telvin Smith, too, running his uh, pregame speech in, in the huddle there. Uh, just just what a, what a wild roller coaster of a ride for emotions tonight for Florida State fans. Yeah, just all over the place. And I'm sure the team's going to get showered and head over to TOC, TOC as soon as they possibly can because Travis was posting him watching the game in the hospital, reacting to it. So I'm, I'm sure the team will be over there pretty shortly. Yeah, that was cool. Jordan Travis uploading to his Instagram story a, a picture of Brock Glenn scoring his first touchdown, congratulating him. So, uh, crazy, crazy night, but... Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening here to us. Uh, we will be back here on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as we preview Florida State versus Florida. Everybody, have a great evening and safe travels back home. Peace.